guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fearless As Fuck podcast. I am your host, Christina Lauren, coming at you again from Sticky Paws Studio here in Las Vegas. I am thrilled to be here once again, as always, to bring you guys another episode to empower you, strengthen your confidence, and introduce you to some people in my life who have not only guided me along my own journey to becoming the best version of myself possible, but some of my friends and new acquaintances who I have found so inspiring and motivating, and I'd like to introduce them to you guys as well. I was thinking about this the other night and I haven't really gotten on and talked about what fearless actually means to me since I did the trailer way back when I started this podcast all by myself. And I know that being fearless sometimes can come off as just being not scared. You know, when you think about what being fearless means, you might just think that the person who is fearless is not scared of anything. And that's not truly how I see being fearless. There are so many meanings to it. And to me, there are so many facets of somebody that can make them fearless, including stepping into your power, even if you are scared, knowing that there is something greater on the other side. And a lot of the guests who I have brought on this show have kind of been a great example of this ever since I've met them. So today I want to bring on one of my beautiful friends, Amanda, to talk about this because we share quite a commonality with our ideas on what fearless means and we're going to talk about it. So want to welcome Amanda May to the show. Thank you. So glad to have you here. Amanda is the beauty boss of Las Vegas. She has very a lot of a lot of things actually. I'll let her introduce herself because there are so many things I don't want to miss that you do. So go ahead and let everyone know all of the amazing things that you are doing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, and I'm really looking forward to how it's going to feel to talk about all of this amazing yeah. stuff together. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, uh, I self-proclaimed beauty boss <laughs> as, as you are. <laughs> I've been doing beauty for about 20 years. So it's been a long time. Um, and a trainer for 10. Um, and that's really progressed over the years from, you know, doing makeup and kind of dabbling in, uh, product development to being now the director, uh, beauty director for a medical facility with 10 locations across the country. Amazing. <laughs> it's really cool. So it's, it's just growing and growing. It's growing. And I know that was one thing that, you know, when I first found out how you were via Instagram, because that's how everyone meets these days. Mm -hmm. um, for those of you who don't know, Amanda and I trained at the same gym at one point, yeah. and I came across her on Instagram, and I was like, holy crap, like this girl's amazing. And you don't find very many beautiful women who are also just killing it in the game and being authentic while they're at it and also friendly and open and willing to make new relationships. And so when I see a female like this, I always want to connect um, for one way or the other. So I messaged, slid into Amanda's DMs and told her. The best slide, the best the slide DM ever. I've ever had. <laughs> slid into Amanda's DMs and told her that I was also in the beauty industry, new here to Las Vegas, want to connect, which I encourage all of you, if you are in positions to network, these are the ways you make connections. You don't have to be fearful of social media or fearful of meeting people or reaching out if you're a girl to make girlfriends because this is all 
we're all on the same vibration here when you're manifesting good things. And that's another thing that kind of brought this together. I saw Amanda and I'm like, I want to work with her at some point. How? I don't really know. And now here we are like becoming really great friends and you're sitting at my podcast, which at the time I did not even have. So. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Thank Good you. Good job for being fearless. Thank you. And you know, for me, that was one thing when I coined fearless because I was like, okay, I have so many things I want this podcast to be about. What do I want to call it? And what is the overall encompassing like verbiage that makes sense to me? And fearless made so much sense, but there was some conflicting thoughts in my head because I'm like, I'm scared as fuck. <laughs> so that's why I kind of put the as fuck on it to kind of lighten it. But to me being fearless, like I said a little bit earlier is just jumping into things to fight the fear, even though it's still there. Mm -hmm. And I know as females, it's already a little bit scary stepping into entrepreneurial spaces and leveling up in your careers and things like that. And you've done nothing but that whether you were scared or not. And if I saw you, like I didn't know you, I would think that you were just like tough as nails. And I'm sure there were moments where it's not so easy. Definitely. So <laughs> quite a few of them. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess we can start there too, because I really want to talk about manifestation and the law of attraction, because I know you and I were just like super connected on this when we started talking about it the first time we actually hung out. But as far as your idea of fearless, what would you say being fearless as fuck means to you? <laughs> I love that question. So, um, you know, Christina, it's about, uh, for me personally, the, the personal development journey and how deep you're willing to go within. Yeah. It's not necessarily outside action and the step you're willing to take forward, but the step you're willing to take back and mm -hmm. go like, okay, where am I aligned? Where am I unaligned? What are my beliefs? What's my blueprint that I'm bumping up against? Whether it's indoctrinations from our past, our parents, you know, society, it's like, where am I hitting a wall that I really need to examine what's happening inside so that this sounds a little cliche so that I can get out of my own way, if you will. But it's just this awareness. And it's like so many people are um, maybe afraid to take that look inside to go like, where am I off? And then how do I make the necessary changes so that I can decide what I want to do and then do it? Right. And, you know, it's about being in integrity with yourself and being aligned on the inside. And I think that's where fearless really comes in. I think so too. And you're right. It is a really hard thing to kind of step back and do. I know there's been definitely moments on my own journey where I started to tiptoe into that and then obviously like backed out of it and didn't really do the entirety of the work because it kept showing up over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so finally one day I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is what needs to happen. And you're right. I think people do get stuck there because they're either frightened or they don't really have the tools or the knowledge to kind of start examining those things yet. And you're right. They do get stuck in their own way. I actually use that metaphor a lot because it's, it's the only way that makes sense to me because that's how I felt about myself for the longest time. I felt like nobody was in my way except for myself. Mm -hmm. 
So, well, look, alignment again, we're using the same terms. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, kind of reversing and going back to your career and how you wound up where you are today, what kind of started your career? You know, what did you aspire to be like growing up and how has that kind of manifested and transitioned into where you are now? Um, wow. It's really cool to actually look back and go, from the beginning, I knew that I wanted to be in beauty. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would get in trouble for wearing glitter on my face to church. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I would like hide in the back seat. So much my glitter. and didn't see me. <laughs> and then, you know, we'd pull it and my mom would be like, you're in so much trouble. And I'm like, what? You know, and I'm like <laughs> painted with glitter. Um, so, uh, you know, and then like scrubbing it off in the, in the bathroom at church. But um, yeah, so I just knew really early and my grandma sold Mary Kay or my sister sold it. And I think my and grandma that brings was me back. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was my first experience was with Mary Kay. Um, and you know, my grandma, I remember her showing me like, this is how you use three colors. And I was just like fascinated at like how it blended all together. Um, and then that kind of led into in high school to make money, I would do makeup for all the girls before the dances. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I really just want to do this. Like I love making, um, helping women feel beautiful, but I think, you know, to go a little bit deeper, cause I feel like that's a great part of the, this podcast is right. to be deeper with it. Um, emotionally, I was dealing with so much stuff that it was a way for me to kind of cover up the pain that I was feeling. It was like this face I got to put on. And I, I, I still notice if I'm hitting emotional blocks, I want to like do my hair or I want to do my makeup or I feel like I need to change something. You know, I want to manifest that on the outside instead of looking at the inside. And that was really where makeup came in to play for me where it was like, I got to almost put this face on of happiness and joy and beauty and not really ever deal with what was happening internally when I was growing up. Right. So yeah. So it twofold. I loved the creative artistic side of it. And then also the deeper, uh, what it, what it did for me, like the purpose that it served at that time. So I've always known, and it started, I mean, I graduated high school with my aesthetics license. So I did school. start early. Yeah. I started early. Yeah. So I, that's, I mean, you know, I'm pretty young still. So yeah, you are. <laughs> 20 years <laughs> yes. in. That's but. so interesting to hear you bring that up too, about like the internal thing that came with making other people feel beautiful because I've, I've been in the beauty industry since I was I mean, I was doing the same thing. I was doing everyone's hair and makeup for dance tryouts and things like that. And then I went up getting into beauty school and I was just good at it. And I liked the feeling that it brought me to make other people feel good. Mm. And that obviously continued over into my career and now into my coaching business. And I remember at one of the hardest times in my life in like late 2019, so it wasn't long ago, <laughs> late 2019, early 2020, I was really diving into the self-development side of turning my courses into something from just nutrition and fitness into mindset, confidence, and empowerment coaching. And I remember thinking like, who am I to be helping these women get better when I'm feeling like this on the inside, but something about being able to help them and see all of their progress was making me feel so good because I didn't want to look. I didn't want to look at myself. I didn't want to look inside and realize how much I was suffering and what I was going through. And something about that made me feel better. And then it got even more amazing when I actually 
took a step back and was forced to do the work for myself. And now it is something that I can't keep my hands off of as I'm sure why you are so deep into your business and why things are just continuing to escalate and level up and level up for you because now you've kind of bridged the gap between taking, you know, what you've gone through and healing and now turning it into, you know, your passion and your purpose at the same exact time. Yeah. It's the exact same scenario. I mean, now having a training academy and having been a trainer for the last 10 years, uh, a big part of my six month apprenticeship program that the students go through is really mindset, personal development driven. So while they're getting the skills to have their own beauty business, it's like they're getting really what they need internally to keep moving forward and grow their businesses and be aligned so that they're now out making the impact that, you know, I can make for them. They're doing that for other people too. It's not just surface level anymore. Yeah. I am really happy to see more trainings that are incorporating more Mm self-development things because I would have never thought about that back years and years and years ago. But now you see the most developed people who go through any kind of training they're the ones that have done a lot of like inner work with it as well. Even the hair extension certification that I most recently did, we did a lot of internal work as well. And I remember thinking like, wow, this is like different for the beauty industry. Cause when I went to beauty school, it was just like, it was just hair, makeup, take your, (laughs) take your state board test, like figure it out. Like you're you're basically thrown to the sharks, (laughs) which is, is, is fine. But it's so interesting now to see all of these trainings actually developing people, like people's skills, internal skills, interpersonal communication skills, leadership skills, you know, everything under the sun. So yeah, that's really exciting. And now, so what is the status of your businesses now? I know you said that you've kind of expanded to different states as far as... Yeah, so we just launched Nashville. Um, so we have two locations here in Nevada, and then we launched Nashville, and Dallas is opening in 45 days. Amazing. We're on a really big um, growth curve, so um, as fast as I can get uh, talent in these in these businesses across the country, uh, you know, we'll be all over as far as the services that I train and offer and oversee. Right. Yeah. So what do you find motivates you now and what, what struggles Mm. do you face now? Do you have any struggles that you face (laughs) as far as, you know, like we were talking about, it's not always sunshine and rainbows. It's not Mm -hmm. always walking into a room as the most confident person and putting on a face and being like, you know what? I got this shit. Like, it's not always like that. I know it's not always like that. Mm -hmm. Um, what would you say are some of your strong points now that you have and you've developed and maybe some things that you've struggled with and how you kind of combat those things when they surface? Yeah. Are you, um, looking for something more business driven or personal? Whichever you feel like maybe, maybe personal. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, you can give me both. I'm open here. I know a lot of, a lot of people who listen as far as like the podcast goes, they're really, really interested to see how we as women kind of dig below the surface to handle the shit that gets thrown at us because Mm -hmm. some of us, I mean, not us, not me, but I have moms on the show. I have athletes on the show. There's so many. And you know, it's so relatable when you can hear somebody who's a business person or they're a mom talk about how they actually handle their day to day Mm -hmm. um, struggles. And also they're like mini victories and how they kind of balance the two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but feel yeah, free. Okay. The, the mic is yours. <laughs> um, yeah. So from a from a personal level, the thing that motivates me and keeps me going. Well, I know 
most people don't believe this. And when we're together, people go, wait a minute, are you brother and sister? Yes. But I, I have, yes. I, I have a son. <laughs> He's almost 18. Um, I also started that really early. Yeah. So I just got, you know, I just got going with life as fast as possible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's incredible. And, uh, watching, watching him develop as a man and being there to support him in being the best version of himself as he's learning the tools that I didn't have when I was his age, but now I'm able to, you know, kind of bring some awareness to his life, like, you know, personal responsibility and, and lack of judgment and things like that. It's, it's really cool to see him implement those things. Um, so that motivates me because I know he's watching what I'm doing. I know he watches how I handle myself. Um, and he takes that stuff on and he's really great. Sometimes the one day I had an argument with, um, a significant other and he was like, you know, mom, if you were just worried about being your best you, and he was just worried about being his best him, you guys would get along. And I was like, like, (laughs) who taught you this stuff? Okay. So like, like, okay, 18 going on 35. So, um, so that was kind of cool. And, um, and yeah, so he, he definitely keeps me motivated and then, you know, struggle day to day. Um, I think connection, connection is an interesting one for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm learning how to be more feminine I was, I t- that's literally the next topic I wanted to I talk to you about. I know. Take my guess. Trust, <laughs> trust me. Try on that. So <laughs> when you say that, I have so much to unpack with this topic. When you say that, what what do you mean? Okay. Yeah. So because I know what so, you mean. So I'm, I'm just, learning yeah. about what that means. Now, I think um, you know, over the years I've really been such a strong um personality style and very go-getter, which has been amazing in my business. It's been so good. It's been like, I want it. I'm doing it. I decided here I go. Nothing's here getting it in my way. Yeah. Um, and so to soften that so that I can be in relationship with a masculine man, which is what I really desire. I'm learning that. How do I speak in a way that conveys respect and care and, um, letting him know I care about what he's thinking, not just me being like, Hey, this is what I think. You know, it's like getting into my body and realizing what do I feel about this subject? And so instead of allowing the mind to keep running, because that's, you know, the boss role I'm in at work, shifting that deliberately so that I can be in relationship and breathe a little and feel like I can attract somebody that is a protector, that is a leader, that is going to, you know, work together in that masculine feminine role so that I really get to just like be a woman and be feminine and feel feminine. And I, I miss that. And the more I play with it, the more I want it. Um, I'm just learning what that looks like. Yeah, it's tricky. I actually didn't realize that I had stepped into more of a like a masculine driven attitude. Um, I think mine was a little bit more in like survival mode that kind of sent me into that because I had to had to 
almost. And now that I've kind of like backed out of that, I'm learning the same thing and learning when to kind of like pull back because I found myself being very like rigid, but that was Mm -hmm. also to make things happen. And it obviously worked in my business as well. You can't, I mean, for me, at least I found more of a success being more alpha and direct in business for the little business knowledge that I have. And as I've learned, but I've also been trying to figure out the balance of having that, but also pulling feminine energy into it. And what I realized, and this is my big like wake up moment is like when I was actually in my past relationship, I was following in the footsteps of their business ideas and the way they operated because I was looking up to that, but I was kind of just mirroring it so much that it was coming off so inauthentic and it wasn't me. And that was the way, and they were very rigid and they were like this, it's this way and this way only kind of attitude. So I kind of started falling into that habit, but it took away my creativity. It took away my sensuality. It took away my flow. It took away Mm. all of my femininity and it became very rigid and boxy and just exhausting. And it didn't allow anything to be any, anything to create in my own space. And I didn't see that then. And then months and months and months later, now that I have kind of like gone different routes, I'm starting to realize how much things are flowing so differently and effortlessly when I've stepped back into my body, like you were saying, and really got connected and grounded within myself. And that's where that connection with femininity came. And that's when you brought Mm -hmm. up, I'm like, yes, I really want to talk about this. Because I also have a lot of friends who are stuck in that place and it's usually, they've usually shifted there because of something that's happened to them, whether some, some kind of traumatic event in, in any realm, you know, and they kind of get stuck there and it, they go up into like this, like protection of themselves almost, which is understandable, but it kind of blocks your creative flow. And then once you're able to get back into it, you're able to like manifest better things back into your life and you're able to attract things and really sit within yourself and realize what you want and be just a, a, you know, a conscious creator of it, a receiver, a receiver. Yeah. yeah. And the I know feminine you... energy is one of receiving. Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting. Cause it's like, as I learned to just flow with the receiving, it's even like, I used to get <laughs> like, I make that face like, mm, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> when, when, if like, if I would get hit on, I would yeah. be like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but now it's like, it's okay. Like just receive the compliment and, you know, be graceful and move on. Like it's, yeah. it's okay to receive that and receive it freely. And I think, you know, it's funny that you brought up protection because I was doing some of my personal development work this week and I wanted to find the beliefs in there that were, um, feeding the experience of masculinity Mm -hmm. within me. And one of the things I found was a belief that I needed to be masculine to protect myself. Right. And I was hundred percent. That's what I I don't have to do that anymore. (laughs) So, and it's interesting. What am I protecting myself from, you know, like really diving in. And that's where I think going back into the level of alignment and integrity inside, what am I protecting myself from and really looking at and examining that? Cause until those things are really broken up on the inside, manifesting the masculine man of my dreams is not gonna it's not gonna happen (laughs) it's not gonna happen yeah no definitely not and that's such a crazy experience I have a 
a lot of interactions with women who are like that too, who have come from, you know, unfavorable situations. And they're like, nope, never again, not letting anybody in, not letting any experience like hurt me or this, that, and the other. And it makes me, my, I like extend, I try and hold space for them in that because I know where that's coming from. Cause I've also been in that position before too. And now I'm out of it. So I try and help them. And that's part of my program as well. A lot of the girls come to me who want these body transformations and they want, you know, the meal plans and they want like the revenge body. And I'm like, okay, that's all great. Like, yes, that, that's all great. Trust me. I've been there. I get it. I understand. You want to look your best. You want to make your ex-boyfriend mad, whatever, whatever. But like, that's not going to have any long lasting change unless there's more deeper reasons why you want to change for yourself at the end of the day. And I say this from experience. <laughs> I understand. Yes. And I, oh my gosh. And so that's why and where I started creating the Fit and Fearless program because it wasn't just getting your body fit. It was getting your mind right, your soul right, your heart right, and healing those things and really digging deep and doing the homework like we were talking about to figure out why you want to improve yourself because the improved version of yourself will attract every single thing that you want back into your life. Yeah. And it's, I just, I have so much gratitude and joy just even sitting across from you because I remember the first few times that we talked and even though it wasn't, it wasn't, (laughs) we both were in such a crappy place. (laughs) This is awful. Life is awful. This is awful. Let's be friends. (laughs) Yes. And you're like misery loves company that it wasn't that I don't, it wasn't that at all. It was just, you know, Amanda and I had an unfortunate commonality at the same Same fucking time. time. (laughs) So we, and it was just, it was, it was special to me though, because we didn't know each other. And there were, there were some connections there that like brought us together in a little bit of pain. Um, But for like the most amazing reasons. And so that's why I encourage everyone to stay open just stay fucking open because you don't understand what kind of connections you can have with people when you might think it could be the complete opposite. I know a lot of girls who are very closed off to other females because they're guarded. You know what I mean? So, um, you have to be open to receive those kinds of friendships and, um, connections. And if you are shut off, all you're going to attract is shut off people in any aspect of your life. So, through a series of unfortunate events, I found very fortunate things happening to me. And it seems like you have too. So yeah. that's very exciting. <laughs> I, and, and, you know, Christina, thank you so much for holding the space through that time, mm-hmm. because I think, you know, had you not gone through it just one step ahead of me, I would have I would have just been lost. There's a few people. I have a really, really good friend. Um, and he was always available through that yeah. time. And you were always available through that time. And it was something that I value so much because I feel like so much of my growth came from that. And those moments where I just didn't understand what to think or what to feel, you showed up and held the space for me to actually wrap my mind around what was going on, maybe why it was happening, the good that could come from it and keep me sane. Cause there were times that I really wanted to stab somebody. I <laughs> <laughs> went from so, I was like tearing up a little bit. So sweet and soft. Like I just really could have taken a knife and just like, <laughs> Dude, I'd like that. but, but I, I understand. I appreciate you. And thank you. Immensely. I, you know, I remember, I just remember feeling that pain from you that time because, you know, being an empathetic person, I just, I'll feel fucking everything. And so I just, 
that was also in the beginning of my stages where I still wasn't looking, I wasn't fixing myself just yet. I was still kind of like unraveling it. it was back in like December or January. I can't remember, but, um, it was like making me stronger to be able to help somebody else because I had all these tools that I wish I had, a, I, I wish I had been able to use so long before, but I wasn't like strong enough yet. So I was like, man, if I could just give someone else the tools and the armor that I've like developed over this year of developing these courses to help other people, maybe it can help me. And it did, it went, it came full circle because then as I started to have my little slips, you were there. And so that's kind of what, I just think that that's how amazing connection and friendships are cultivated. So I encourage people to do that because it just, there is such amazing things that can happen from having a tribe of people that are connected from similarities. And even if they are struggles, there's growth that can come from it. Somebody gave me a really good example because for a long time I identified myself with having complex post-traumatic stress disorder and I don't like labeling things, but I got attached to that for so long. Mm -hmm. And then somebody sent me an article or maybe I've stumbled upon, I'm not sure, but it was about post-traumatic growth. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? That's such a beautiful way. It was my mom. My mom sent it to me. I just remembered. Um, thanks mom. It, my, thanks mom. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a beautiful redirection of how to look at that because I was like, wow, why have I not thought about that? Because my mom was like, have you taken a second to realize like what's happened to you since? And I was like, it's been a whirlwind. Like I don't, I don't actually take, I hadn't taken time to slow down and, and look at it. And then when I kind of compared and contrast the two differences between post-traumatic stress and post-traumatic growth, I started identifying with the other. Mm -hmm. And that in itself kind of reworked what I was going through. And that's another part of like mindset coaching and what I do for women who come to me is because they start identifying with certain things. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm like all of these self-deprecating words. And I mean, even saying those words out loud, like I, it just hurts my soul even saying them, but that's how a lot of women identify themselves. And so it's kind of just getting rid of those, of those things. Yeah. Was there, you're making such a transformation in people's lives. I don't even know if you realize like how big that is. It's really a big deal. Yeah. I, maybe not, maybe not yet, Mm -hmm. but uh, what I do know is that this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm That's what I do know. Um, it's still kind of like in its baby creation stages. And um, I have found some people to kind of help me work the business out. And I'm hoping by the end of this year, the Fit and Fearless Mentorship Program is like full force. And this can be something way bigger than what I ever imagined. Um, what I foresee it as is huge. And it almost like it lights, it lights me up inside because it's so huge. And I'm like, how the fuck am I going to do that? But for some reason I see it. But I thought about you when I think about these things, because you are one of the most like entrepreneurial women I know. And I'm like, damn, this girl is opening up these places in all these States. I'm like, how the hell? And I mean, what did that look like for you before you expanded? Did you ever see it like this? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, God gives us the desires of our hearts 
And for a long time, this is what I've desired. I didn't know what it looked like, mm-hmm. like you. I just was like, I know, like, it's, I know it's there. <laughs> I know it's going to be big. And I, you know, I think I needed to get some things in alignment in my life in order for that to be possible. Yeah. Um, and Turn that, that, mm-hmm. oh, that's a, great, that's a great way to put it. Uh, <laughs> I like that so. <laughs> little, little pettiness, but I, so, what I mean by that is just yeah. there when things are holding you back and yeah. you're soup and you're like overly focused on things that don't deserve the attention or they're taking away from your growth. You're not, you're going to kind of be at a standstill. Yeah. And so in, and that could be environments, friendships, relationships, um, cr- anything that's holding you back from achieving those things that like you say, set your soul mm-hmm. on fire and you see it. There's so many things that can pull the wool over your eyes because they're just distractions. Yeah. Well, and I think for, for me now at this phase, um, it's about scaling and having the things in, from a business standpoint, um, in order so that as this expands, you know, there's going to be learnings along the way. Right. And I see it. I see what it's going to look like. I can see the structure of how the business needs to be, um, organized so that I can implement the growth the way that I want to, and the way that I kind of visualize it happening. Um, and so, but it's also feeling the intuition, like what do I need to create next and how do, who do I need to, um, spend more time building up so that as they rise, I rise. Like there is a balance there. And at this, at this point, you know, it is, it is scary. I go, can I handle opening all these locations and being the boss that I want? And who knows, like, maybe the man of my dreams, I might, might have more kids. I might, right. and I just, kind of, I just don't know what the future looks like in that, in that space. But it's like being open to flow with how it looks is really cool. Um, and while I can set it in motion and have the vision for it and take steps for it and grind towards it, also allowing like the coming and going of life to take place because it's, and I, I posted actually uh, the black and white picture yesterday on that. my social. Cause it's like in the gray phases, it's like the coming and going. It's like everything's in a state of motion. It's you either have to practice like non-attachment. Coming. Yeah. Yeah. And in the, in between that's it's where the hardest real, part, but that's the fun of it. And I started thinking about that last night when I was kind of meditating on the podcast and what we were going to talk about. I'm like, man, it's in, it's in the in-betweens. Like I've done some cool stuff, you know, I've uh, run Miami swim week and that was a highlight. Like I got to, I got to be the lead makeup artist for sports illustrated. It's insane. And, and that's like amazing. one of those things that you're like, that is a check mark on my, like, yeah. Or like a, a trophy on my wall of accomplishments. Essentially. Yeah. After I was like, I don't really ever need to work fashion week again. Cause I'm like, I already did, yeah, <laughs> did the best of the best. But w- the reason that I say that was not to boost my ego, right. but, but to say that that was like a high moment, but then it's like, okay, well then, then what? Well, then the next high moment was when I got asked to, um, sell product on HSN Mm -hmm. and I love it. I love live TV. I could sell anything to anybody. I just want to stand in front of a camera and be like, look at this and do this like this. And you should buy this naturally. But it was like, so when I think about those times, it was about a year between the two, a year, maybe a year and a half, but it was like, what was happening between those two things from the time that I got asked to do sports illustrated to the time I got asked to do HSN, there was a, 
I mean, those were highlights, but it's like, what about all of the in-between? That's the gray area. And if you, if you don't know how to flow and see the beauty in those moments, I don't think you, you, um, really fully connect with the joy in the really high moments either. And I agree. so it's like really being present with all of it and being excited for those high moments, but also knowing that experiencing the contrast of the in-between yes. as you're learning and growing, yeah. that's like the juice of life. I think it is the too. Color. It's that's such a great way to explain that too, because the only way, I mean, I can relate to that, not on that level, but when I think about my show preps, and it takes me back because this is the longest prep I've ever done. And I remember there's moments during this where I'm like, fuck, I can't wait to be at the end of this. And this is, this sucks and this is hard and this is that. And I'm like, wait a second, you're going to look back that day when things go by at the snap of your fingers and be like, oh man, I wish I would have like relished in this a little bit longer. And I found myself even like in my crazy amounts of cardio, just like so frustrated, like getting through it and being like, you know what? I need to soak in every second of this because this is where all of the growth happens. This is where all of the internal struggles get kind of like dismantled. You do so much work in there and there's so much beauty to be found in that space, not just making it to the stage for an athlete at least. And that's also kind of what I'm trying to find creating fit and fearless and like the collective and even this, like sometimes I look around, I'm like, Oh my God, God, like, so how did this cool. get here? And I think back to the moments of struggle and I'm like, I, I wish I could have just like sat into that a little bit more. And so now that I'm practicing that, it's just, you're right. It just makes life really juicy. It, it really, I don't know how else to explain it. It's just, you're, you're living and you're thriving when you actually can embrace the gray area. And that's a great way to kind of say it. It doesn't sound as confusing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like describing what an apple tastes like versus biting into it. Like, oh, I like that. Biting the juiciness <laughs> of life. Like, mm, just thinking about it. Makes it makes me like I'm also really freaking hungry. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's like biting into that, those yeah, moments. Yeah. yeah. So even in the struggle, um, I, t- I tend to, <laughs> I'm a Taurus. So I'm pretty grounded and pretty much like what you see is what you get in, but I'm also can be stubborn Mm -hmm. at times, (laughs) but I'm also really loyal. So anyway, all the things about me, (laughs) stop there. Um, (laughs) I'm not taking my dating profile. So So what else do we got? Um, (laughs) um, So that being said, um, you know, with the groundedness, I don't tend to have super highs and lows emotionally as much because I'm pretty quick to assess like, right. Oh, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? I don't observe it and like deal with it and work through it pretty quickly. I'm really grateful for the personal development work I've done because so tell me more. I don't mean to cut Mm -hmm. you off, but I want to hear more about what you do for your self-development because I think there's a lot of people that don't really know where to start with Mm -hmm. self-development. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know there's like, we could go on and on about how even like little things you can do for yourself, but I'd love to know kind of how that started for you. Okay. Yeah. I it's love like, talking. About okay, this. great. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, I grew up in the church and so I'm very, very grateful for the core of having a relationship with source, mm-hmm. with creator However, somebody wants to label that with yeah. God. I think source is a great way S- yeah, to look source. at it. And it's 
inside and outside. It's Mm -hmm. the source inside too. Um, So I'm very grateful for that. At the same time, I think there was a lot of indoctrinations that were happening that I had to undo. Um, Kind of the right and wrong game that was being played internally for myself that I wanted to explore. And so um, I initially... Uh, there's a, a seminar in Las Vegas, um, Psy, it's a Psy seminar is there's a whole network of people that take it and there's all kinds of levels, I guess you can get to within it. Um, and I was at a party and, and this guy was like, I can't go. Do you want my seat? And I was like, sure. So it was all my friends had taken this course and I was like, cool. Like it's being given to me. This is awesome. I do manifest that kind of stuff. Well, I was going to say, I don't think that kind of stuff just happens. No, I'm not a big believer in just coincidence. Like, no, I tend to manifest Mm -hmm. things that way too. Um, I have a lot of stories about manifesting things like Miriam. It's like magical. Like, Oh, I know it's magical. It's so great. I like win stuff. I win everything. I I win saying that. (laughs) I never win shit, but I Your will believe on it though. That's, that's the thing. But I will say, <laughs> I didn't think I could manifest things. Mm. And I tell you what, like the last year of my life has been insane. And I don't even, I find myself like not even talking about it. Cause I'm like, I'm scaring myself. I mean, there's work that goes behind it. There's yeah. grind that goes behind it. There's like the back end stuff. Mm. But sometimes I'm just like, Life is so magical. Life is ma- it's it's a magical playground if you can kind of like <laughs> oh my get God. there. I so. like just pictured us like I know just <laughs> frolicking in the <laughs> in but the field. I just like living life like that now. And mm. once you're in that space, I don't want everyone to go back. No, you know what I mean. So anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so I took that, and that was really good because that was the first time. So my fa- my biological father passed away when I was sixteen. And, um, I was sitting next to him when he passed. It was a very, very difficult time. Um, he had, um, been an alcoholic and at that age, I really associated my worth and value as a woman with the fact that he didn't stop drinking. Mm. Um, of course now that's not at all how I feel, but at the time that's what I was associating it with. So I struggled a lot with my value and worth, um, from the time I was like 16 on. Um, and so that course was one where I got to kind of break open some of the 10 years of holding on to the hurt and pain that I had felt losing him. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that opened my eyes first. And then there's this one, I remember this one, specific exercise that we did and I don't want to give it away, Mm -hmm. but it really is about creating a win-win scenario in life. And at that moment, when I went through that exercise, I realized that I was playing a game in life. I didn't like that. I was like out for me. I win, you lose, but like, I don't like the character I'm playing anymore. Yeah. And shifting that perspective to like, we all can win everybody can win. When I win, you win. When you win, I win. Like there, every single scenario can be designed to be a win-win if that's what you want. Oh, for sure. You know, but the ego wants us to play the game of I win, you lose. And so when I realized that I was like game changer, those two things were huge for me. And then from there, um, 
I had moved to Florida for several years and I had this one girlfriend who she, she's a hairdresser. I attract a lot of hairdressers. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she would talk to me a lot about her, the course that she took, which is called Avatar. Um, and I don't really remember exactly what was going on in life. I know I was struggling with some things and um, I just was like, I just had decided and it was like, I'm taking this. And it was just one weekend. And I was just like, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do whatever it takes. And it's the first two days is called resurfacing. And you learn like 32 different tools and exercises to implement in your daily life, which I use all the time. These are things that I have running now just automatically in right. me because I've done it for so long. Um, and so I started there and continued on. I did the first nine days. And from that nine days, I was so in love with the material and the work and the growth that I was experiencing. And even just like taking nine days off of work, I was manifesting so much money and abundance that I was like, wait a minute, how is this even possible? Right. Like I, but because I'm working vibrationally and from like a totally different consciousness, I'm attracting everything that I need to have everything that I want. And it was like, it was my first experience of like magic. I was like, oh my God, this is it's, fantastic. Well, I want to do this to explain to someone who hasn't experienced it. Cause you're like, I just, it just happened in this. And you're like, ah, I just don't know how to explain it to you. Yeah. So then That's from so there, cool. I, I continued on for another nine days. I just kept going. And the next nine days was called masters. And in masters, you really learn how to hold the space for other people to, um, move through their creations and examine their beliefs without judgment. So for me to be able to hold the space, I need to have a space of non-judgment. And that was something that was really transformational for me. So it's, it's like moving people up out of their creations without judgment. Like how many people can you openly share everything that you're thinking and feeling and know that there's no judgment in the space. I mean, it's, it's really a beautiful thing to be able to offer somebody else. And I'm really grateful that I learned how to do that. And then from there I continued on. And I think the course that I continue to take yearly is called integrity. Mm -hmm. And it is a nine day course where all you work on is your personal integrity. So it's a deep, it's a deep, I mean, your consciousness, dive, your consciousness like. really needs to be ready. Cause you look at all of the manipulations, hidden agenda. I mean, I look at my own manipulations, hidden agendas, um, Once you transgressions. probably don't even realize that you're doing because yeah. everyone has them. Yeah. But being that honest with yourself, you, you don't get to be a victim in that course. No, nope, not at all. That's so, that's so cool. <laughs> and because of that, I really get to move forward in life boldly with a clean, like vibration. Yeah. And I love I, that. And, I well, and that's what's that. going to attract all the things that you want. And yeah, I think I noticed the first, cause I haven't done any courses like that. I have a mentor and things and very small, like things like that, but I haven't taken an actual self-development course. And I remember you telling me about this and I'm like, that sounds like something I want to do. Um, yeah. anything to continue to further your self-development is going to be huge for any part of your life completely. But I did notice when I started to practice my own, you know, 
what about what do you want to call it? like routines and just ideas of um, practicing gratitude and meditating and really writing down my non-negotiables and things that I wanted out of my life. One of the major things that kept showing up for me is I wanted to attract people who were in alignment with me, who were super conscious, mm. like super, super conscious and wanting the same things out of life. And I'm telling you, like the people that start showing up in my life, it's insane. It's, and you were one of them. And it's just, it's just so crazy to me um, what you can do when you start aligning yourself with your values and what you actually want. And, you know, there are also people who will get stuck and be like, I have such a negative people around me and I can't get away. And, you know, it's the victim mentality of all these things that are happening to them. I'm like, okay, well, how are you showing up? you know, what are, what are you putting out to attract this? Or are you staying in these situations to just attract more of it or winding up like ruminating it, ruminating in it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a, it's a tricky, it's a tricky place. But I think that, um, for people listening, you know, looking into courses like this could be a really good step in the right direction. And if you're a person that's maybe a little bit too scared to kind of jump headfirst into that, because that can come off probably pretty intimidating to some, you know, maybe starting within and journaling and writing down your thoughts about all of this stuff would be a good place to start. I know that's how I kind of started mm-hmm. when I um, was going through my dark night of the soul or whatever you (laughs) want to call it. I started really writing down what was going on inside because I think I was scared to look at it. Like we were talking about earlier, I was so focused on helping everyone become the best versions of themselves because that was easier than helping me get out of whatever shit storm I had put myself into and couldn't get out of. And Mm -hmm. so I really had to look inside and what also comes with that is a lot of isolation of yourself and not like, that kind of sounds bad. Not that you're isolating yourself from the world, but you kind of start pulling back. Like I wasn't going out very much. I was spending a lot of time alone. Um, and for the best reasons. And I think that that's also another step for people listening that maybe that could be something they can look at to start their own journey. Yeah. Is there anything that you would suggest to somebody? Yeah. I mean, not being busy all the time in your mm. mind is, is that's uncomfortable. <laughs> that's the first step. Uh, and, and sometimes how people get there is through journaling. Um, there's also really great resources on YouTube even. Oh I yeah. Mean, there's teachers, Abraham Hicks, Esther Perel. Those are ones I listen Huge. to meditations. I mean, there's a lot of resources you can type in on even on free resources yeah, and then journal out what's coming up for you when you listen to stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's kind a of, great place to start. It's a good suggestion. Yeah, definitely. It kind of breaks the writer's block because sometimes, at least for me, opening up a clean blank journal can be also kind of intimidating when you have too much noise going on in your head. And like you said, kind of listening to something or reading something and then writing down how you feel about it can at least almost like a prompt. You know what I mean? So that's always a good a good thing. Well, I thank you for so much for sharing all of that. That was so (laughs) insightful. Um, What does what does life look like for you now? Like what's the next, what's the next move? What's the next goal? (laughs) Um, well, I, I feel like learning how to be feminine still Mm -hmm. is a really, like, this is something I'm really taking on right now. I'm reading a lot of books on it. I am, uh, listening to my own podcasts about it and just really, feeling what it feels like to be in that flow and be soft 
and love this. I really feel like that's my next step personally. That's the phase that I'm in and really just enjoying the juice and color of life in, in a different way. So, um, and then, and even recognizing, like, I don't have to be hard to be a boss. Exa- I can yes. be soft. That's, <laughs> that's huge. Um, and so that's personal. And then, you know, business-wise, it's really about setting the scale to the system to scale the business. And, you know, that's, it's cool. I've got a few girls on the team right now. I'm really, really excited about. And as they continue to develop their skills and their coaching with me, it's like, as they're ready to go, it's just, I feel like it's going to just all, all fall into place. It's just going to all come together. So the next phase really is scaling into some other States and, you know, learning at each step what needs to get adjusted so I can do the next state better than the last. Um, We have quite a few locations opening in Texas and you know, I've got some friends from Texas and I hear they're like, Texas is just like a great place to be. So I'm excited to (laughs) hang out in Texas a little bit and enjoy some of that Southern. Nice. I'll come with you. Southern (laughs) hospitality. Yeah. So that's really, that's what's next in business. And, and I'm a beauty editor for deluxe version magazine. So partnering with some other really cool beauty businesses across the country that I can write pieces on, visit locations, find cool products, just really bring, um, bring to life that creative side in the magazine. I'm really looking forward to that because I want to bring luxury beauty, like luxury beauty to the readers here in Vegas about what's available all over right. different experiences that I've had, different products, different people I've met, but just in the beauty industry for sure. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited for you. Hopefully we can come back and do some more episodes about some of these topics because I feel like you are a great person to talk to and I'm excited to see kind of how your journey is with everything that you're doing and also kind of your journey just back to yourself more and more. And I'm so proud of you Thank and you. so thankful and grateful to be your friend. And it's just been so good talking to you. So thank you for taking your time right back at you. Yeah. For those thank of you. you who want to find Amanda, as you should, we will leave her Instagram handle and I will leave all of her contact information <laughs> in the show notes as well. And for those of you listening, I just want to take a second and express some gratitude for once again, coming and watching the fearless as fuck podcast. This means so much to me as I know it means to my guests to be able to share their stories. So make sure to like, and subscribe. And if there's anything that you guys ever want to actually hear talked about on the podcast, my DMs are always open. And until next time, we'll see you soon. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Fearless As Fuck podcast. It is my intention to continue to bring you uplifting, empowering, and overall inspiring interviews to help you continue to thrive and truly understand how to step into your power just like I did. I am so honored you have taken the time to listen and I'd love to connect with each and every one of you. Don't forget, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube at Christina.Lauren and at the Fearless AF podcast. And on YouTube, you can search Christina Lauren, the Fearless Collective. Don't forget to subscribe and share and leave a review. I would love to know what you guys think of the podcast and also some thoughts on topics you would like me to cover and guests you would like to see on the Fearless as Fuck podcast. I'll see you next time.